From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Ian Hunter of Swords Pavilion Shopping Centre, Dublin Shopping Centre of the Year for two years in a row. Ian himself has also been acknowledged as the All-Star Retail Business Person of the Year. for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Ian. Ian, you've had a fantastic background in the retail space, but you've taken this to a whole new level at the Pavilions Shopping Centre in Swords. Tell us about the role and your interaction with your customers on a day-to-day basis. Hi, Elaine. It's great to be with you today. Um, I'm General Manager of Swords Pavilions. I've been here 15 years. Um, it's, a, it's a centre with 101 tenants. Um, we have done Super Value, Zara, TK Maxx, H&M, River Island, Next, and a plethora of other um, units, along with uh, an 11 screen cinema. Um, and I suppose my my daily, every day for me is different to bec- because I'm dealing with the general public. And I welcome in about 10 and a half million customers a year into the centre. Um, and I suppose it's all about the customer experience um, and that's what's important to me and drilling that into the team as well so that it comes across naturally I, I don't like that fake american how how's your day or have a great day because it doesn't feel right uh, so this is i want people to be themselves my team in the center is only four um, however we deal with about 50 contractors And very much I want them to feel part of Team Pavilions rather than the contractor they work for. So they're in Pavilions uniforms. Uh, We look after them with a little Prezi at Christmas, an Easter egg at Easter, to make them feel like they work for Pavilions, even though they're a contractor with Pavilions. Um, And I think that's important because that then emanates from them out to our customer base as well. Um, And it's just really trying to get the team to stand out from customers in terms of their overall service and guidance that they give. Ian, here at AIBF, we've acknowledged and recognised that you're extremely innovative, especially when it comes to, when you think of it, you're in a building, a building requires heat, requires utilities, electricity, but you have really gone above and beyond what is the norm. Maybe I'd love you to share with our listeners your stance on ESG and maybe take us on that journey with you. Yeah, no, look, I, I suppose back in 2019, uh, our owners, um, which is Hammerson and Irish Life, are very focused and were very focused on everything to do with ESG. I know ESG is the buzzword now, um, and but I think it's getting to grips with, as a shopping centre, and we are 500,000 square feet of a building, so we're, we're not a small building. We're also a 21, 21-year-old building as well, so it's not a new build. How do we take their aspirations and bring them to life in a building that needs to be retrofitted? And, and I suppose we looked at a, a number of different areas to start with. One of the easiest we did um, was we started to look at um, LED lighting. So uh, not to go into the exact details, but we had uh, 4,000 light fittings throughout the building and our car parks that we retrofitted. So again, to try and maintain the aesthetics of the building um, and the way it was designed, but obviously to bring the LED link to that and to give us obviously greater energy efficiency. 
that really worked well for us and we probably saw a, a saving of about 35% um, in, in overall energy usage and obviously linked into the cost in the early years. We'll not talk about energy costs now because we're in a different sphere. Um, but I think when you stand back and look at that, we were using um, in and around 2 million kilowatts of energy or electricity every year to run this centre. We saved 35% overnight when we moved to LED. Again, it's getting a good, reliable product. Um, it's working with um, competent agencies because, again, we don't deem ourselves to be the experts, so we try to use good engineering companies that we've got partnerships with. And I, again, I go back with that word partnership. It's really important there's a level of trust between the company you're using and yourselves in terms of making sure that you're getting products that's fit for purpose for your building. So we did that. We then started to look at the, the, the actual kit that is landlord uh, kit in the building that runs air handling units, it's boilers that heat our water, it's generators, um, to name but, but a few. Um, and what we could do there, and we've got an expansive roof um, that again was sitting there with nothing on it. So we started two, pro two projects initially. One was a, a solar PV project. Um, we had to get planning um, before planning legislations change now. Um, but because of our proximity to Dublin Airport, we still need planning. We're one of the unfortunate buildings that still needs to go through that pain. But but we you know. We've, we've done it and we've got a system now installed. We're just waiting to witness test it to switch it on. That'll basically generate 300,000 kilowatts of solar power a year, um, which ultimately will generate about 20% of our requirements. Um, and for the mathemat mathematics that are listening to this, it doesn't. it's not 20% of where we, we, we were, but it's where we are at the moment, which is really good. It'll be one of the biggest schemes on a retro building that's not necessarily just a flat roof because obviously some of the schemes around the country are uh, either built straight from scratch or they're very clean roofs. We don't have a clean roof. Uh, we did actually lose some of our solar because of glint and glare uh, and our links to the airport. So that's some of the challenges around it, but it's ready to go. Um, and we've actually just um, got costings in for solar PV too. So we looked at other roofs, one roof which is actually outside of planning, but we looked to, to basically um, add another 400 kilowatts solar system, which will generate us about 370,000 kilowatts of power. That will take us up to about 40, 45% of our power consumption that we need will come from solar. We're also at the limit because the other thing that needs to be considered you can only do solar really up to your MIC, um, um, maximum uh, intake, yeah, um, which ours is 750. So we'll probably have a system that'll be in and around 720 or 730. So that's really positive. And you can see suddenly just from solar, what we've done in terms of trying to self-generate. The planning element of it is not too bad. It's you just got to have your ducks in a row to, to be able to do that. That's not so problematic. Uh, the grant system, the old system, is a challenge, and you need to work with a very good company to 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 get through that process. And it's slow. 
Um, and, and that's probably my biggest frustration is we could have had solar PV2 potentially done, whereas we're actually going to get the prices because we're still waiting on grant applications from the old system. The good positive news is obviously there is new grants available and an easier way to process the grant. So again, uh, anyone that's looking into that, just go onto the SEI website and you can see the different grants that are available and you'll get an answer back much quicker. Um, so that's one project. The second project we've done was a natural ventilation project. And this one is about eliminating gas from the building. Um, we had 23 gas-fired air handling units that obviously use gas, uh, one, about 1 1.3 million units of gas per year, along with obviously an element of electricity as well because they're quite heavy on both utilities. Um, we have decommissioned all 23 of those and we're replacing them with three. So again, it's kind of one of those ones, oh my God, how do you go from 23 to three in a building that's half a million square feet? Um, and this is really about uh, the original building being over-specced um, uh, and the velocity of air that was going to be supplied to the tenants would have meant that every every unit in the centre would need to have been rammed with people if we so that we were giving them the right quantity of air, which is never the case. And um, so we've, we've decommissioned 23. The new three are, are on their way to being put onto the roof. Um, they're air-to-air heat recycling. So again, we're looking at the latest technologies with those. And that will basically, again, get rid of all our gas. There is one other gas bit that I'll come back to. Um, but that'll get rid of our requirement for gas from a landlord point of view, which is, which is the right thing to be doing. Um, and again, um, from our point of view, we will be live on that and we were the first centre within our portfolio of Ireland and the UK and France that will be gas-free. Um, wow. So again, that's brilliant. Well, I think um, even to, to think about taking on board these projects, and as you said, you're not setting out with a new building. Your building is over 21 years old, substantial you know, footage in that and footprint. And sometimes maybe there might be a barrier in somebody's mind if they're thinking that, God, I'm in a very old building, it'll cost too much to retrofit. But the good news is, as you said, there are newer grants there. The process is being made easier and maybe less paperwork and bureaucracy. Because the thing is, this is our future, isn't it, Ian? Oh, look, absolutely. We can't, we can't sit there and rest on someone else is going to do it. There's a benefit to the business and, and there's a benefit to the environment. And I think while it is an upfront investment by the business, the long-term uh, ROI on this is going to be beneficial, not just financially, but obviously on every business's journey to be in net zero carbon. Whether we like it or not, we all have to play our part. And I think it's there's a, the key challenges, Elaine, in all of this is about knowledge and a lack of knowledge in, in terms of key, key players in every business. I'm not trained in sustainability. My background is actually retail. It's not even I'm not an engineer or, or anything like that. I have common sense and I'm able to challenge. And I think they're the two things. As long as you can absorb what's taken or what people are saying to you and start to challenge those, then you're in a position to move things on. And, and the other thing is, again, I'll go back to and I'm repeating myself, partnership with the right companies who can help and guide you through the process. And also, you've been challenging of them, but they've been challenging of you because in some cases, 
why don't you do oh no we've always done it this way and you and then, then they'll go no no Ian, you need to do it this way and this is what they and, and being able to absorb that and kind of go away have a look at it to know that you're being guided in the right direction and but and i think that just comes with getting to know the, the key individuals of that company but also doing your homework around the reputation of that company as well because i think that's where the trust element comes in Ian, you've been an absolute mindful of information, especially with regard to the innovations that you've taken on board yourselves with the various PV projects, solar PV projects, and also the ventilation project as well. Um, and challenging what was done and maybe asking yourself, well, how have we advanced? What else can we do? And as you said there, in addition to the being the business benefits as well, there's also the environmental benefits. Um, and I suppose like goodwill that sometimes doesn't always show up, you know, in a particular way in a balance sheet. Well, this is something that is becoming ingrained into companies and businesses and how they operate and from the reporting side of things. Ian, just to let you go, if you'd just like to leave our listeners maybe with your top three learnings that you have learned, you're in the retail space for quite a number of years. We won't divulge how many. For quite a number of years you know and in addition to having and striking those customer relationships and the partnerships with all of the tenants for example that you have there as you said you have 101 tenants in the shopping center so the, there has to be unique relationships there what do you feel are your keys to successfully managing those key relationships the first thing i would say um is being able to step back and i think that while it sounds very simple we can all get too close to our businesses and we can't see the wood for the trees. And I think it's that taking that customer journey, irrespective of what you're looking at and going outside the building and walking in as if you're the customer. And I think, you know, that's me on a day-to-day -day basis of walking in here. And I'm the customer of the centre. Well, you know, I'm happy with the way the building looks or the car parts or what, and challenging that because it's too easy to almost, it becomes wallpaper and you don't see it. So it's taking that opportunity to step back and have a look. The second thing I would say is competition is great. But again, it's using tools like LinkedIn. Um, I use an awful lot um, and, and specific business uh, publications to start looking at what's happening outside of Ireland. Because the other bit is Ireland's a small country. We know each other fairly well. And I'm, and I'm not being negative around that relationship because it is, I actually think it's good for business at the same time because you can allow you to get things done faster. But innovation happens worldwide and it's about challenging your local friendships and partnerships in Ireland with something that's happening outside of Ireland. Very quick example of that, Elaine, is everyone said to me, no, you can't do a wind farm on the roof in pavilions because turbines, etc., etc." I've now signed off on a feasibility study to put a wind farm on the roof of pavilions. I hope that we'll be able to do it because it'll be a first in Ireland. Um, but that's the kind of thing that I picked up from LinkedIn and elsewhere to try and get someone to be able to say, let's go ahead and do it. And I suppose the final thing is love what you do. Because I think that the bit about it is, and um, um, we spoke very briefly offline at this, positivity about the business and and what you can do to influence that business to take it forward and it is about every day is different it's there's no there is a rhythm to the year in a shopping center like there's a rhythm to the year in every business but again it's it's about well what can i do differently today that i did yesterday and again it's yesterday's good is today's not so good 
and tomorrow's poor. So I think that's very much, again, about driving the business forward. But don't rest, keep moving forward and making an impact on your business. Ian, fantastic words of wisdom. Look at the big picture and be able to step back. Look at the competition that's out there, but go outside of Ireland, see what's happening on a global sphere, because I think we're so connected now. There's great opportunities to see what's happening in the area and to love what you do. Well, you certainly put a smile on my face. And I think all of our listeners here today would have felt that passion coming forward, but also on how you're embracing and shaking things up as well internally, all for the benefit of the overall source pavilions, your customers, your clients, and all of your tenants there. Congratulations, Ian, on your two-in-a-row business all-star. It's fantastic having you part of the tribe. Thank you, um, Elaine, for today. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars programme, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl. goodbye.